Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This text, now we're going to get to this, are you having a crisis? Howings, you said you had a midlife crisis in college. You yes. were joking, uh, yes, but do you I think was, you kind of did? Well, Yeah, I mean, I did a lot of the things that people do when they're in a midlife crisis. I had just uh, broken up with my girlfriend, and I bought a motorcycle and... <laughs> a Christmas uh, tree, like within two weeks of each other. Now, the Christmas tree is not the same. I just remember at no, the time no, we were I've all always- like... We were all like, what's going on with him? Oh, no. I needed a a guy. I love Christmas trees. I've had only like one Christmas where I didn't have a tree no matter where I lived. Like, Mm -hmm. I like I like lights. It was just funny. (laughs) Like, two weeks in a row, none of us have any money. Hot Wings comes in one day and he goes, I bought a motorcycle. And we're like, holy crap. We all go look at it. And then like two weeks later, he's like, guys, I got us a Christmas tree. And we're like, man, old money bag's here. What's he doing? That was the Selling cocaine? I got a great deal on that motorcycle, too, man. I still miss that thing. (laughs) That was a good deal. But do you think it was a crisis on some level? Uh, uh, you know, probably a little bit. It was kind of like, all right, well, I just got out of this relationship. And you know what? This is a time in my life I don't need to ask anybody nothing. So I'm going to go get a motorcycle now and hang and go ride motorcycles with my friends. When you got divorced, how close did you come to getting a motorcycle again then? I'm still close now. Why don't you do it? Because I have two kids and I know dying right now would be a poor thing. Although I have pretty good life it. insurance, so they'd probably be in pretty good shape. <laughs> yeah, you're probably worth it. I'm probably worth, worth more dead, dead than yeah. alive. Yeah. Steve, have you had midlife crisis or quarter life crisis or whatever? I don't think so. I think that a friend of mine would tell you differently. He really? Had, uh, yeah. He, he had, thought you did? Yeah, he did. Because, <laughs> which is stupid. Like checked in on you kind of worried? No, or? Be like, it was after um, my most recent relationship before uh before i got married Mm -hmm. and we broke up and i remember i like sold my car and got a new fast car and he was like you good you you getting like oh yeah you definitely did you're gonna um what was your fast car Be wearing a a leather jacket that says like (laughs) bandit on it or something yeah no that was his wrx that when you bought a jet oh yeah no 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 the jet ski that was when I was like, that was just that, being a cool was, college that was, kid. That was just, just a dumb that purchase. Was just a, dumb <laughs> <laughs> that was a really stupid purchase. That's, like, that's a whole funny idea. Was this a crisis or just a dumb purchase? Yeah. No, I got, was, boy, that, yeah, I got a lot of those. That was when I was, I think, 25 and living in a townhouse. So I didn't even have a place to store <laughs> right. it. Oh, so man. I just parked it in the parking lot. Everybody, we're all so soft headed early on. Yeah. And then we still are. Kelly, did have you ever had. Like a midlife crisis kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, like three. <laughs> I was gonna say we a talked year about ago. them yesterday. Yeah. They're when called pivot points. When, yeah. when you have green hair. Yeah, yeah, I was going through some crisis for sure. I uh, but right before I moved here, I was going through a little bit of a midlife crisis. I guess you could say I was really unhappy with my job, 
truth, if I'm being honest with myself, I was in a relationship I shouldn't have been in, and then it lasted for years after that. Yeah. And I was ready to move. I loved where the city I was living in. I absolutely loved, but I feel like I had outgrown the show I was on. I had outgrown that city, and the only thing that I was sad about leaving were my friends. Mm -hmm. Um, I couldn't afford to live in that city anymore. Like, if I truly wanted to start saving money towards retirement, I couldn't do that. And I started to get really, like, financially frustrated, and I thought to myself— I, if if I don't change, I'm going to be in a financial crisis because yeah. I won't ever be able like to buy a house. Really gripped by yeah, just rent, future fear. My rent was nearly a grand a month and I was splitting a studio with somebody. It was very, very expensive. And Atlanta boomed as a as a in multiple industries that I wasn't working in. So I didn't boom with them and yeah. uh, career wise. So taking this job and moving, I did all of that within like a month. And my friends were like, oh, my God, it's a whirlwind for you right now. Are you okay?" And I was like, you know, to be in like such a weird gray area, I feel better than ever because I'm getting rid of all these things that made me feel like I was in crisis. Did you ever have a moment after you got here or even maybe before you started or like between the time you said, I'm doing it and got a few weeks into it where you thought uh, this is just for me asking That's fine. where you thought "Ah, this was a bad choice. Um, no, not at all. Not at all. In fact, I had even been offered a job to go back to the station that I was at when they fired the guy who was the problem. They called me and they were like, we're going to do an all female show and blah, 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 which meant I could go back to Atlanta. I could make more money. I could do this and I could do that. But I had seen something on my very first day here when the whole system shut down and nobody freaked out. Nobody blamed anybody else. Nobody screamed at anybody. Nobody threw a keyboard. And that was the type of work environment I had been living in. And that's when I realized, oh, I'm working with adults. <laughs> I'm working with people who do radio right, and they know how to react with logic versus emotion. She said right, not good, by the way, just so you know. Yeah. yeah. So um, it was just, it was eye-opening. So even when this amazing opportunity presented itself, I knew. I was like, that looks really pretty in packaging, but in real life, that opportunity is going to put me back in crisis that I just left. Well, and it's funny because, mm-hmm. you know, that station changed formats now. Yeah, they've changed formats and they've changed the morning show three I mean, times. You can day. say wow. maybe it would three have been times. different if uh-huh. we were there, but it it wasn't. You knew it wasn't going to be stable. No, I mean it not wasn't. that I'm the saying com- the company we're great, itself but. was not great. The women I would have worked with would have been great. Yeah, the company itself was all about never following through with the stuff that they promised. So I was like, no, that's not going to work out. Yeah. Well, some of the stuff you referenced, Kelly, and probably to a lesser degree, like you guys, we kind of more joked about yours, mm-hmm. um, but. Um, some of the stuff you referenced definitely are in these things. Mm-hmm. So they say this, um, they refer to it as a transition. Yeah. Which is a really, that's a much more positive. It's much better than crisis. Cause a lot of people that go through that midlife crisis, it's because they've realized they were unhappy in some sort of way yeah. and they're trying to find happiness. They're and in that crisis doesn't mean, and trying to get out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It does. And so crisis is almost a, it feels bad, but number one, pessimism about the future. I mean, you, that you hit that one mm-hmm. like smack on the nose. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, apathy. Oh boy, I've experienced that. Like where you go, what's the point? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely uh, true. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh three, regret. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, we got a text just now from somebody said, I'm I'm bipolar and I'm coming down from a manic uh state. 
So this is going to be a real joyride of a segment. <laughs> Just, friend, yeah. I don't know if this one's for you. <laughs> uh, but maybe I'd it is. I don't know. Come back in 20 minutes or so. Um, yeah. So three is regret. And these are, I mean, these are all things you can feel on a day. Sure. Oh, sure. But I mean, a lot of people, like if you get out of a relationship or whatever, whatever stage in life you're in, a lot of times those are the moments that you go, I should have never stopped seeing so-and-so in high school or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like those are, the, that, those are those regrets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where you go, oh, you know what? That was a, that was a really good one. And I blew it. I bet I let the I only good thing it. away. Because you can, it. you know, uh, yes. romanticize it. In, right. Absolutely. That. And, the, you know, get past that eventually. But you have, yeah, we all go through those moments. Uh, number four. This one is, uh, is rough. Resentment, irritability, or bitterness. That it's you know you have those days really. Like, I'm sure. just having a day, but I've had those stretches where I'm like, "This is me now." At like, you, I wouldn't say it out loud then. I might yeah. now, but um, but where you think this might be how it is? I don't want to be this. That's not what I ever thought I'd be. Mm-hmm. Um, uncertainty about priorities, hmm. and then number six is disillusionment. Seven emptiness grief or loneliness now i hope that there's nobody listening who was like check 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 because what i was really hoping to do is have one of you go i'm in all of these now not really because (laughs) i didn't want you to feel bad so i could then reveal that this is a three-quarter life crisis that people get when they're 75 and they realize that it's a dark end so if you are feeling that right now this is not a better help ad but talk to someone it could be better help or someone you know Priest, whoever it is. At least one of those that hit close to home, not currently, but for a time. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, what was the last one? Uh, uncertainty about priorities. Yeah. Uncertainty about one's priorities, Steve. After, uh, it was right after Annette and I started dating. We had probably been dating actually about a year, maybe a year and a half at that point. So it was obviously very serious. We were living together already. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of that time where it's like, Esther, get off the pot. Yes. At least that's how we both felt because we went into this relationship. This wasn't a, oh yeah, we're just going to casually date and see what happens. We knew that this was going to be a serious thing. Mm-hmm. And we went on vacation with my my sister and my brother and my mom and all of their families had rented this, basically like we're going to be doing next oh, month. I remember they when you went to this, that. Um, this house in the Adirondacks Mm -hmm. in New York, and we were going to go there and it was going to be awesome. We were looking forward to it so much. So we drove there. And at this point, my niece, and I don't even know if my niece was born at this point, but no, she wasn't because my nephew was really, really young. Mm -hmm. I think he was less than a year old. And he was just going crazy. Every morning, like 5 a.m., we would wake up to the sounds of him just shrieking mm-hmm. and freaking out because he was hungry and he wanted to eat and he, you know, like kids do. Mm-hmm. And up until that point, Annette and I had always talked about when we get married, we're going to have kids. Mm-hmm. That was always part of the plan. Sure. Even as you were dating, that was the sense uh, that those of us around you got is that this one's real. Yeah. Not that I never, th- I didn't think it wasn't real with sure. uh, the person before that, that we knew. Right. I didn't think that at all. No, no, no. But, just, but yeah, you could a tell age, a yeah. different gear was there and it wasn't a surprise when you said we're having, it was a surprise the day, yeah. but it wasn't a surprise overall yeah. when you said we're having a baby. No. This, yeah. So we had, that had been the discussion. We're going to have two kids after we get married. This was our plan. And then. 
my nephew was freaking out that entire week and I was pulling my hair out. And I, that's when I started questioning it. And I was like, I don't know. I can't do this. We got a little cold feet. Can't ever have kids. And for us, that was, or at least for Annette, that was a deal breaker. Sure. If, if all of a sudden I had said, nope, don't want to have kids anymore. Like our relationship would have ended. Yeah. And I, it felt like that for a couple of days. So you felt like you were like rocking a hard place. Really? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Because the priority had completely changed at least for a couple of days. Man. That would have, that had to be a, I can see why you just felt like you were just drifting yeah. for a minute. That's, that's why a, that's a huge fork in the road. We, and now knowing you, and I mean this in the best way possible, not in the like dad joke kind of way. You're such a dad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I, like I mean, in a good way, you're dedicated to your kids. You love your wife. You do the hard stuff. I mean, that's, we are That's so it. looking forward to next month when we're in Pigeon Forge with that same group, the whole family, because now we have the young kid yeah. who freaks out and <laughs> he's always happy, but he's loud. Yeah, he's yeah. loud oh, yeah. as hell, especially when he's eating. He's just like, rah, rah. he's yeah. a very vocal eater. So we're looking forward to getting revenge on them like 10 years later. But see, they won't care because they've already been no, through it. It's exactly. like, like you, you know, you hit me up on an airplane with crying kids, uh, you know, uh, 15 years ago. And I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Now, I don't even hear it. Yep. Right. There could be like nine screaming kids. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. When we flew, Bummer for, for those parents, man. I'm glad I don't have to deal with that anymore. Yeah. When we flew home from Maine. Uh, a month ago or whatever, there was a young family that was with us from Maine to Detroit and then Detroit to home. They happened to be on both flights. And the first leg, they sat right in front of us. And you could tell it was because that was a, what, 5.45 a.m. flight. They had two young kids and they were battling. You know, their kids weren't doing anything wrong. They were being kids, but kids that, you know, I don't remember the exact ages, but like one was like a toddler and one was a little older, but not much. Yeah. And they were, and and all of us were behind him. And I think all of us at one point said, "Hey, we've all been there. Don't sweat a thing. Yeah, don't yeah. worry about it." And and yeah, I'm with you, Hot Wings. There would have been one point would have been like, "Oh my god!" And I wouldn't have been mad at them. Mm-hmm. These are the uh, worst parents ever. Just tell that kid to shut no, up. No, I was never that guy. But no. I've been like, yeah. "Why can't you drive?" <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? Give that kid Benadryl. My God. Uh. So you you'll still not get back at your family members. I know they're all used to it. You're gonna yeah, have to give them an upper decker, Steve. <laughs> that would that yeah. would get back to him. Hit him with a bat because yeah. because <laughs> of that thing they did where they had children and made you think about your life. Dare you? <laughs>